This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mick Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at discounttire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and co-hosting with me today is Jan Janais and Max Cohen. This is our post-match show of the 2-1 to loss for Fulham against Tottenham Hotspur on Sunday at Craven Cottage. This was a very disappointing loss, and now is the time to really get into it and talk about it. Before we do that, I have to bring both my co-hosts back on the show. They were with me for full-time along with Emilio. First, Mr. Cohen, how are you doing a couple days later? Feeling any better about it? I'm not. Mm. It's, it's hard. I think someone just posted the video of that last goal again on Twitter. Oh. It just felt like it stabbed me in the heart uh, just the same way it did on Sunday. Uh, you know, you get a lot of stick from, from, from your friends, from people who know you're a Fulham fan, especially from Tottenham fans. That's been the worst. But the only good thing is at least we can't lose this weekend because we're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way to look at it. Mr. It Janais, is. how are you doing? You know, I'm reflective. I mean, it's been um, it's been an interesting last uh, you know 48 hours or so. Obviously, the defeat, the, the manner of the defeat, and the with the repercussions and the postmortem, and then of course, the, you know, everything brought into perspective with uh, you know the looks like tragic uh, incident involving uh, the Cardiff player Emiliano Sala. Very sad. And um, it, um, you know, there's this still only a, a game as much as we love it. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, it just um, it brings, brings everything home. It, so, you know, I think a little solemn tonight with what's happened. And, yeah. But uh, solemn from Sunday and solemn today too. Yeah. Listen, I'm glad that you mentioned that. My thoughts and prayers to him and his family. Uh, it's a very sad uh, situation and uh, it hit me hard when I saw the information yesterday, and uh, I've been thinking about it ever since, so I'm glad that you brought that up, Giannis. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's very solemn in a, in a couple of ways, but um, I'm glad that you uh, brought that up. All right, guys, let's get into talking about this match. And uh, before we get really into the nuts and bolts of it, and there's plenty to talk about with it, let's hear from the manager. And I have the manager reaction on the Fulham website. I'm going to read some quotes, get your thoughts. That's always a good way to – look back at a match, and this is what Claudio Ranieri said, and I'll break it up into a couple parts. And, Max, I'll go to you first. Here are some quotes from Claudio. Quote, I think it was a good match. The first half was fantastic. The second half, we controlled the match very well in a defensive way. We gave a gift on the first goal, and the second goal is unbelievable to explain. Calm. We want to stay calm, keep possession. Let's finish the match, and at the end, after three minutes of extra time, 48 seconds, they score a goal. But we are alive, and we continue to fight. The team showed a fantastic performance. I can say only well done, but stay very smart until the end, unquote. Okay, Max, I want to get your thoughts on what Claudio shared, and then I have some more quotes that I'll share to Giannis 
Thoughts on this? The one thing that stands out to me is what he said about the second half. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't necessarily see it as Rainieri saw it. He said we controlled the second half, and we didn't. I mean, clearly, I think he he meant we defensively controlled it. His plan was obviously sit back, defend, and either play for the draw, you know, or play for the one no win. And we got neither. You can't say he controlled the match and then let let up a last second goal. And you know, he obviously references. The final goal, the final couple of seconds, he talks about that. But for me, that that's that has to be the manager. That play, when when if you look at it again, which unfortunately I have too many times, uh, but when Brian has the ball at his feet in the left back position, that's right on the wing where the manager is, and that's right where Ranieri should be fairly close to Joe Brian. And he should just say to Joe Brian, "Kick that to the corner flag. Kick it out. Don't try to play a little dink ball that falls short that Harry Winks intercepts." Just hit that as far as you can. Hit it into the Thames if you want. Hit it over over the cottage. Just get it out of the, t- the stadium. But you know, when your manager's right there, you, you have to give him better instructions. And, you know, you can say that's an individual player error, and, and sure it is. But I think Ernier has to take some blame in that situation because that was inexplicable game management. And you should expect everyone on that, on that bench, all the coaching staff, should just be saying when you have the ball with 30 seconds to go and, and you're off at that point, you have to play for the draw in my eyes. You're not going to win a match in that time. All you can do is lose it. And, and we lost it. And that ha- blame, for me, part of that blame has to go with Ranieri. Okay. Very good. Giannis, your thoughts on that? You know, we said this, talked about it on full time. I disagreed. I said go for it. Your thoughts on the approach in the second half and how Ranieri was talking about how they handled the second half. He looked at it a little bit differently than I looked at it and how Max looked at it, how full and play. Well, you know, you could – the guys, you know, Rainier is 67 years of age and, and um, he doesn't need to be doing this. He could, he's made enough money in his career to be out on a beach somewhere. But you could see the disappointment in his, in his face when that, that, that goal went in. And I still stand by what I said on Sunday. If you look at the table right now, one win and two losses in three games is worth more than two, two ties and a loss. You know, and it's, it's 1-1. One, one. Yeah, so you get a point, but you get a, it's just one point. So we've lost, but at least you know, we're going to have a go. I think the position that we're in right now, we have to have a go. We, 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 we have to. And, um, you know, Rico's got a lot of stick because of it. Yeah. I'm not going to have a go at him. I, I mean, he's, 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 they're going, we're going for the win. I think that when you are, you know, it's funny. That now, looking back at the replay of the game, you can see we're collectively, our def- defensively, we've got better. It's still individual you know, brain cramps or, yep. or um, individual errors that cost us. But the first Absolutely. half, I thought we were very, very good. And the second half, they came on. We've got a lot of quality. We, we know that. But we kept fighting. We kept scrapping. And, uh, you know, it was one of those where we're all disappointed, but we can feel a real sense of disappointment as, as fans, but also for the players, because the players really did put in a shift. And I'm beginning to understand Ranieri's way of thinking here. I mean, the, I said to Sess, and I got negative feedback about this, but about Sess, why didn't he start? Well, he didn't start because Ranieri doesn't think he's up for the fight. Same with Kearney. Yeah. He's not up for the fight. Seri, I thought, had a good game on Sunday. I thought Sess so, too. Looked, we'll talk about that. Yeah, and definitely. Sess looked, and Sess looked disinterested, Russ, when he came on. He looked out of thoughts. He looked out of focus. It's funny. I've and, seen other comments like that, Giannis. Because what Ranieri did to him, Ranieri's ruined his confidence. I don't think you'd ever accuse Sess of being disinterested. I agree he had a very poor match, but I don't think it's because he doesn't care about I don't think it's not because he's interested. It's because the managers come in and I think single them out unfairly. For a young lad, that's going to damage your confidence. But I think that's, I think a lot, I'm actually, I think that a lot of his decision making about playing Sess um, may also be to do with what's happening on the training ground. I mean, Ranieri, I mean, play, uh, coaches like Ranieri aren't going to just, you know, pick their 11 because, because, because. They've got days of training, they've got the walkthrough, and obviously he's not fancy, he's not fancy what he's seen. He's put Babel right in. He's obviously seen enough in limited time on the training field where he's gone, this guy can do a job. He's coming in, he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. It's six years, since, six, seven years since he played the Premier League. He's got a point to prove. And guess what? Sunday he came out, and, and, and to be fair, he did say before the game, Babel's not going to be fit for 90 minutes. After the game, he said he's going to take a month to get to full fitness. He did a job, and we really wanted Sess to come on and, you know, after 55 minutes, not miss a beat, but we did. 
we dropped off. And instead of criticising Ranieri and going, well, you shouldn't have taken him off. It was the right decision. But we, I'm sure he was hoping that, you know, that Cesc was going to have a big impact. Like Cabano, the, the, the subs, unfortunately, didn't pan out. They didn't work. No, they didn't and, work. Um, you need to point that out. Yeah, and the scrap that we're in, we need we need blue collar workers. We don't need, you know, Kenny versus Sarri. Well, Sarri, you know, was clattering into players, and his passing rate was was improved, and he was running everywhere, and he played like a meat and potatoes player for me, as opposed okay. to Kenny, who's often the gravy. So I know it's gonna it's gonna twist, and and fans are upset, and da da da. But for us to get out of this, you, we've a got to go for it, and b Players have to be up for the fight. Totally and, agree. Um, I thought the fight was there. It's just that we got, you know, um, t- that goal was a ki- it was a killer. It was a killer. But we've got, you know, a week to get ready for Brighton, and I, I, and I I'm expecting us to to beat them at home. I really do play like we did Sunday, and we'll turn them over. Okay, excellent. Glad you guys are talking about Sessignon because I've seen some talk about. It. That's why it's good to talk about this. But Max, going back to you because it's a great thing to talk about. Ranieri is a tactician, right? So could it possibly be game plan specific to Tottenham? Could it also involve Ryan Babel, that he wanted to get Ryan Babel involved right away? So there might be other factors that involved Sessegnon. I'm I'm a big fan of Ryan Babel. I think what we're doing is looking at this in a slightly wrong way. I don't see this as much as a Ryan Sessegnon versus Ryan Babel as much as a Ryan Sessegnon, Ryan Babel, Andre Sherla issue. Why okay. is Andre Schurla given the starting spot in, ahead of Session, in my opinion? I don't okay. think Andre Schurla... So that's where you're going. Yeah, I think... Listen, I totally agree with starting Bobble. I think he was one of our best attacking players in the pitch. He was. He changed the match. He was excellent. I'm a big fan, fan of Bobble, and I said it when he signed. What I don't understand is that Schurla seems to be getting special treatment. And if you want to talk, I agree with everything what Yana said about the meat and potatoes type players. We yep. need fighters. Then why on earth is Andre Schurla maintaining his starting spot? It's baffling. The one good thing he did um, on Sunday was that really sweetly struck volley, which Lurie saved, and Mitra had it off. He was offside. Same thing against Burnley. One nice strike. He, he has goals in him, but he's the opposite of a fighter. He's a luxury player. And Cessignon, I think, deserves to start in that right-wing spot, even if it's not his best position, ahead of Sherlock. He's just a better player for me there, and he actually, I think, works hard if you start him from the off. We saw what he did against Arsenal. Sure, he missed chances, but he's creating stuff. He's going to cause danger much more so than I think Charlotte will do uh, over the course of 90 minutes. Okay, I want to go back to Giannis because you brought up a good point bringing up Andre Sherla. Giannis, your thoughts on, on what Max just shared here? Because for him, it's a Sherla issue, and you were talking about meat and potatoes, and Max brings up a good point when you talk about Andre Sherla. That's not really his game. Yeah, and, and, and we know we know that Sherla's a polarizing figure, but then you look at that, that piece of brilliance with the with the volley, and that was a superb save by Larif. The one, the goal that was disallowed. And the thing about, I think, the thing about Ranieri with Scherler is that Scherler can do something and create something out of nothing. The goal against Burnley was a, was a worldie, absolute worldie. Um, and that's that's the intangible that he brings and that experience. And I think that's what he's looking at. Leland. is he a bit, is he a bit of a gravy player and a bit of a floater? Yes. Is he good enough defensively? No, I don't think he played badly on Sunday. But having said that, I think that's what he's lo- he's looking at, and he's also looking at you know where Cess plays on the field. Um, it, you know, he started Babel on the left, so are you looking? You know, does it become a Cess versus Babel thing? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, and I think things might look even more different next week if we have a couple more signings there. I think he's just looking at functionality. Do we have the players that can, you know, can put them, the, the, you know, be up for the fight? Case in point, Mitrovic. I mean, the Mitrovic Sanchez battle was just brilliant to watch. Oh, it's it really great. Was. And it really was. It was a lot of fun. Just they were kicking the bollocks out of each other. But that's the sort of shift that Ranieri wants. Yeah. That, that's what he needs. That That's, you know, and, and maybe it was a one off. I love Cess. Maybe it was a one-off for him. And I understand the confidence thing, but they are, he is still a professional. You know, and you've still got um, good players around, and he's just, you come off the bench, you're pissed off, go and run your ass off, you know, like a maybe a boo-boo would have done, and then yeah. see if you can make a difference. And um, But 
I mean, it's it's polarizing. Sherlock, I know. <laughs> he's. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every comment I've I've read about how awful people think he is, I'd have made him a lot of money by now. <laughs> but but then he does that he, that brilliance. You it's know, a fair point them. by Max to bring this up, though, Giannis. Fair. Yes, I think it's a, I think it's um I think it's a very fair point. I really do. Um, it's a tricky one. Um, but uh, I. Uh, We'll see. Well, let's see what let's see what happens next Tuesday. Let's let's see. Okay. The Brighton game coming out how it looks. Okay. Well, that's going to lead me because we're talking about the whole thing with Ryan Babel, Ryan Sessegnon, Andre Sherrill. Claudio Ranieri had some things to say about Ryan Babel's. So I'm going to share that. Some more quotes here on, on the manager reaction. Quote. But you know, a lot of them. It's the first time they played in the Premier League. Ryan Babel made a very very good threat for the Tottenham players, and I'm pleased with him. Of course, he doesn't have 90 minutes because in Turkey there's a winter break, but I think in one month he has 90 minutes in his legs, unquote. Okay, those are quotes about Ryan Babel. I thought Ryan Babel was very good in this match. Max, back to you. Again, I keep going back to this. I think he wanted to get Babel involved, whether it was taking Sherla off. This, to me, is still a positive sign. I, I know you're talking about Sessegnon and Sherla. But I think a lot of the decisions on Sunday had to do with he wanted Ryan Babel involved. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think uh, just to put away Sass and Sherla for a second, just focus uh, solely on Babel. Let's focus on Babel. He was, he was excellent. He was one of the few players in the Fulham team who has necessary physical attributes to play in the Premier League. The pace, the power, the intelligence, you know, to know where to attack, to know when to press players, to take people on. I mean, you, we talk about Mitrovic and Sanchez. I have my own thoughts on the issue, but if you talk about Bobble and Sanchez, Bobble actually beat Sanchez in a duel. You know, Bobble, if you remember that shot where that was really well saved by Luis, yep. that entire piece of play was what we've been missing from Fulham all season. No player is going to be on the wing, press the ball, win the ball back, and the attack. He shoved Adams and Sanchez to the ground and then got a really good effort on goal. Yep. I think that's the rust. The fact that it didn't go in, he's probably been pretty rusty, not playing sure. in a while. Uh, and, and I'm going to say something about Mitrovic. Listen, I love Mitrovic. I, I, I like to see the tussle, but in my opinion, uh, as a footballer, you let your actions on the pitch speak. You don't try to go tackle somebody. I, I like seeing that passion, but let's be honest, he was anonymous in the second half, and Mitrovic never really got in this game for me. I think he let himself get too involved in the one-on-one battle. Potentially. Um, poten- and, and, and Bobble, for me, I didn't see any of that kind of silliness off the ball. He had the one, ch- he had the one chance to take on Sanchez. He out-muscled him and got a shot off. Right. Mitch is more focused on not muscling him off the ball. And I know a lot of people like to, I, I like to see that, but at one point I was, I was a bit ticked off because that shot, he easily could have been sent off for grappling uh, Sanchez by the neck and shoving him down in like a wrestling move. And that, you know why he did that? Because Sanchez rightfully got in between Mitrovic and the ball, had a really good defensive move, and, 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 and got under Mitrovic's skin. And that's not something we've seen from him in a long time. He kind of got under control under Yukanovich. And I don't like to see that because he really easily could have been sent off. We could have missed him for a couple of matches. He needs to focus on getting out muscle people in, in front of goal, not by the right touchline when the ball is out of play. Okay. I want to go back to you, then I want to go to Giannis because I want his thoughts on Babel because I was thinking about this when I was watching this. And listen, uh, Abubakar Kamara is a young player. He's only going to improve. But I look at bringing in Babel as a replacement for Kamara there's all kinds of speculation that he could be going out on loan. You guys were talking about his play, and I believe power and pace came up. Well, Ryan Babel offers that. He doesn't have the pace of Kamara, but he has the experience that Kamara doesn't have. So, Max, your thoughts, because I think they just upgraded themselves by bringing in Babel. Yeah, I think it's definitely an upgrade in Kamara. And, and not only we are talking about physical traits, but he, he knows how to play the game. He sees the game. The experience. As a 30-year-old, he sees the game in a better way than most players in this pitch do. Right. And he knows. He um, walks right in with all of this experience yeah. and this how to yeah. play the game. And he knows how to, how to play in the top uh, Premier League team for Liverpool. He knows you know, yep. the mental side of it and the physical side of it. I think, I think it's good. Uh, talk about Kamara, I think the club has completely uh, bungled the situation. I think, honestly, it's, it's very embarrassing how we treated this. Okay. Uh, he he's been exiled to the under twenty threes. I've read. I saw a report in the Telegraph. I believe he's gonna be sent out on loan, and it looks like he doesn't have a future. And that is a real shame because what they did, I think, they unfairly you know put 
Pokemon to the side. You saw the report come off in the sun. I mean, I don't know how people believe that. And we saw Ken McDonald actually go on his Instagram page yep. and say, it's amazing what people make up. So, and then, the, and then I think Renary said it was just a chat. It was just a discussion. These yep. things happen uh, in, in, inside, inside football clubs. I think it was blown out of proportion and he's been made a scapegoat. And we missed, we've missed him a lot. I'd much rather, of course, Bob's an upgrade. There's no doubt about that. Sure. But would you rather have Kamara coming off the bench or Cabana coming off the bench? Everyone would have said Kamara. And I think a lot of people I will say Kamara. We could have used you know, Kamara yeah. on, on Sunday. He has that he pace. A much better option. Yeah. And he would have got back. And I don't think he would have uh, let you know, our left wing, be, our right wing be exposed as it did sure. for that winning goal. I think Kamara has a lot better attributes than the current crop of wingers, with the okay. exception of Bobble. And to just kind of exile him, that, that, is, that is a really disappointing situation for me from Ford. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. Over to you, Giannis, and then we're going to move on. Thoughts on what Ranieri shared about Ryan Babel and our, our conversation that I was just having with Max about Babel and then, of course, Kamara, because I see this as an upgrade over Abubakar Kamara. But Max brings up a good point. Even though I see what we now have, I think we also could use the power and pace, even though he's inexperienced, of Kamara off the bench. Yeah, I'm uh... I thought. I mean, to start with Babel, I thought I thought Babel was excellent. You could see you could see the upgrade right there. Yeah. And um, he had uh, one chance with a header just over the bar. I thought the link-up play with uh, Mitrovic was good. Um, I, I, I just I lots of energy all over the place. And I, I was really really pleased. The camera thing is a slightly different one. I think camera's a young pup, and what is interesting for me is the fact that the stories coming out is are that we're going to loan him out. I think that's very, I think I, that's very, that yeah, I think that's very significant because to me, Camera hasn't played his last game before. I, th- I think at the end of the season, I think there's a pretty good reason to believe that Ranieri will not be our manager. So um, it might almost be like a timeout. They send him out to the Turkish side, Bring he goes back. out and gets valuable time as a starter, and he maybe does a little bit of growing up. I mean, we we go back to the penalty situation. Obviously, against Huddersfield, that was. That was problematic. There was obviously the issue during the yoga class, whatever it was going to be. But this, he's still a young pup. And I think, um, I think this is, um, I don't so much see this as an exile. I think this is just a, 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 a word to the wise that there, there are certain ways you conduct yourself as a professional. Sending him out to Turkey okay. in a difficult, difficult league will be good for him. And, you know, I'm, I'm expecting, sticking my neck out, that our manager next year will be Scott Parker. So wow, I, I really, but I think Scotty Parker probably would be ideal because he's learned under Slavisha and he's now learning under Ranieri, and he's respected throughout the game. And I think I think it's, it's I think it's probably an easy shoeing to put him in there. He's our bad luck curse, Giannis. Huh? He's our bad luck curse. Well, you know what? I I can't right now. If you were to, if you were to ask me who I'd want as the next manager, it'd be Parker. oh Mick McCarthy. Come on, you you would say that, wouldn't you? No, 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 no. I don't. Uh, I'm used to I'm used to coaching and Suffolk and up in well, the north. I don't, I don't think it's so far fetched. What Giannis well, you know, is saying because well, Scott, he, because if you Scott, look at the championship, if we're down in the championship, Giannis, look yeah. at Frank Lampard at Derby County. Look at Steven Gerrard in Scotland. It's not far fetched at all. Well, I'm, I, I'm going to offend a lot of people here but uh, in this one, but the Scottish Premier League is total shit. Oh, I, mean, I know it, that. I mean, it's terrible. But, but, uh, but, but although Stevie G, I think, has done a very good job up there. Yeah. But you know what? Frank Lampard doesn't have the same coaching experience as Scotty Parker has right now. Because right. he was with the academy last year with Tottenham, and now he's, been, you know, he's getting his feet wet in the Premier League. I think he's going to be in great shape next year. And he's the guy, as a player, as a captain, as a midfielder, as a leader, he was respected in, in every club he's been at, and in, including as an England international. Yep. And I think he's the perfect coach for Boo Boo when he comes back at the end of the year. I don't think, you know, to say, look, you're a young pup, but there are certain ways of conducting yourself as a professional footballer that you need to, under, you need to understand. You need to, you need to respect the game that you play. You need to respect the relationship that you're part of, you know, and, and as you get older, you realize that you're, you're a mentor to the younger players, not just in the first team, but also in the reserves, also in the academies. They're looking up to your behavior and you need to be able to set the example. 
And I think Parker's going to do a very good job there. So, you know, I think the exile out would be a good one. Um, And yes, Babel is an upgrade. We know that. Um, But um, he's like an, Boo-Boo's like an overheated engine, like my car that has died all of a sudden. It needs some oil. It needs a change of environment. And I think it'll do him good. Oh, that's very good. Just one little thought on uh, Scott Parker. That's a very interesting take to bring up there, Giannis, because I believe during the broadcast I heard them talk about how Scott Parker has been working with Callum Chambers. And um, you can see the improvement of Callum Chambers. If he has had an influence there, that's a good sign. But it's not crazy to throw that out there, my friend, at all. It isn't. It's not crazy to say that he could potentially at some point be the manager of Fulham Football Club. All right, guys, quickly, just for time's sake, just real quick on the starting 11 and the 18. Uh, Max, I'll go to you first. I talked a little bit about it. I, I have a funny feeling that you have a problem with starting Andre Sherrill and not starting Ryan Sessignon, correct? Yeah, I mean, you're right. I think it's not too much to ask to, to say. Maybe we play with um, Sherla on the bench and we put Session on the right and Bob on the left. I don't think that's that out of the ordinary to say, I mean, I've seen Sessignon play on the right. It's not his ideal position, but I think no. he, can, he can cut in well, and it's better than having Sherl on the pitch. Um, that being said, I didn't really have any problem with that, with, with the lineup. I thought, okay. I'd like to see Bobble in there, and he made a good impact, so I'm pleased with that. Totally did. Okay. Giannis, your thoughts quickly, and then let's get into this match. Didn't have a problem with it, but, you know, in hindsight, even if you look at our back four, you know, with the greatest of respect to Chambers and, and, and Brian, and a doy. And a ream, actually. Championship <laughs> the, defense, the my championship friend. championship players, yeah, the championship players, Russ. I know. The championship players, I mean, this, this, not, not, we can shit on, on more we want, but the, the, the championship level players, and, that's, and in what planet, in what solar system do, could we possibly have thought that the, these players could keep us in this div- division? And we would never have dreamt that back in May when we won, won that famous game at Wembley, that a doy would be almost an ever present in this in this team. Yeah. We'd never have, we'd never have thought that. So um, you know, and thankfully Callum Chambers has turned out to be the player. I mean, Scott, he's done a great job with him. But yeah. the lineup, yeah, what I expected. I understand Max's thing about Sherla. I, I get that. <laughs> but at least the Floyd, at least Floyd, I think he wasn't starting. Okay, very good. And I just want to just mention it because it's a great point to talk about the back four it is what it is for right now but it just keeps coming out when when you look at the big picture of the season the championship defense it's funny because i wanted joe bryan i thought joe bryan could do what matt target did i think joe bryan's decent but matt target is a better player and they tried everything that they could to get target that turned out back to bite them and then of course you look at right back and they brought in timothy fosumets i think they wanted other players too and, and and that didn't work out either and uh but when you look at it, I thought it was going to be Alfie Moss and, and Callum Chambers as your center backs, and it hasn't worked out that way for several reasons. But what yeah. we're left with is a championship back four. You know, you, you get what you deserve when that's your back four. It, it's just it is what it is. Well, All right, guys, well, uh, uh, let's yeah. get into the match, and let's just talk very early on. Fulham had an opportunity. We've already been talking about Ryan Babel in the 12th minute. Again, um, he has a shot. And uh, then right after that, you have uh, Dennis Adoy's header that goes goes over off of a corner. So Fulham came out very strong to start this match. Now we have to talk about right into it. I'm going to ask you both your thoughts on this. It comes off of a corner again. And Vertonghen, I've actually put out a video of this. I took a video of this from NBC Sports. Vertonghen is pulling down the shirt of Mitrovic, this looks like a clear-cut penalty to me. Max, I'll go to you first. Am I wrong? Shouldn't Fulham have gotten a penalty here? Yeah, I mean, that was that was pretty clear. It was, it was egregious, and Mitra really got in front of him, got in front of his man, and after we're talking, just to tug him down, that's that's hard. And, and we've seen referees call that more this season uh, with tangles in the box. So I was surprised not to see it given because I think they've gotten a directive from, from the authorities that these calls should be made more often. Right, and it, it was it was baffling. And honestly, though, Ross, let's say we get the penalty, we weren't going to score it. <laughs> Mitch Rich in the penalty. <laughs> okay, well, that's we another miss, story. We miss a penalty against Oldham. I mean, luckily Kamara's not in the squad, but I mean, I I would have had no confidence we would have scored it. But I think you're right; it should have been given. Okay, Giannis, penalty. 
Shocking. Shocking yeah. decision. And it's, and it's shocking. Just, just poor. Very poor. If he's not, he's been bloody wrestled in the box. And if he's not, if, if the ref's the wrong side, the ref can't see it. What's the linesman doing? Just, just dreadful. Just, um, it's funny. It's been a bad weekend for, as you know, both of you know, officiating yeah. calls. There have been some, you know, and you, the moment you've got officials becoming the stars of the show, or when you're talking about them, is when you know you've got a problem. And um, to me, that's a game changer. Um, even though we scored soon after, um, you know, it should, it should have been. A we don't still score that goal. Oh, I, I, I have. You know what? The way we've been taking penalties, I'd have got Sergio Rico to come up and take it. <laughs> you know, he might have stuck it in the bloody. I might even go. You know, Mick McCarthy could come and take it. Fuck it, isn't it? No, it's it's. You know what? At least it's penalties a penalty, and uh, but just a rancid, just a rancid call, rancid, rancid call. But um, some of the officiating this year has just been bizarre, Russ, as you know. Okay, very good. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned the uh, own goal in the 17th minute that gave Fulham the lead, thankfully. And not again from their play early on in this match, I thought they deserved it. Then in six minutes later, you have a save on a Lorente opportunity for Tottenham in the 40th minute Babel's header just goes over set up by Christie and um, then we have the situation in the 41st minute and Max will go to you it's Andre Shirley's shot fantastic shot that save but then Mitro has to fall up and he's offside your thoughts about this whole scenario here it was a great counterattack, and I think you see Babel played a pretty key role in it breaking down that left wing uh, nice, nice ball put in, and then Shirley strike. It's an excellent connection. Uh, pretty straight at Larice, you have to say. And uh, Mitrich, he's so fractionally offside. It's really close. But at the end of the day, you know, you don't take your chances. Uh, when you want it up, it's going to come back to bite you. And I think everyone thought at the time that, wow, is this going to come back to haunt us? And it did. And, and we all knew it would, you know, because that's yeah. the kind of season it's been. Oh, yeah. It's um, unfortunate. He was offside, so it was the right call, but it, it, it hurt because if they got that second goal, I'm thinking Fulham have a good chance not just to get a point but to win this match because everything was going their way. Yeah. Mr. Genes, over to you. When you look back at the first half, what is your overall thoughts on it? What's your biggest takeaway from that first half? I was, it's funny. I was, now looking, I was very proud of the team. I thought we came out, we rolled our sleeves up, we didn't show them a lot of respect. We don't give a, a, a monkeys about the injuries they had, Harry Kane, Bain, or Zane. They went out there and they, 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 we deserved to take the lead. And to me, we deserved to be up at half time. I thought we were very good. And, it, you know, in, in a small way, it gives me hope in terms of if we can bring players in. We showed that we can go out of, let's be honest, I mean, Tottenham are a quality, quality side with one of the best coaches in the world, Pochettino. And um, we gave as good as we got, and, and we were deservedly in, in front. And we could have been two goals to good at half time. And, you know, it, it does, it's a sort of performance we've been crying out for um, for quite a while. And it was, it, was, it was pleasing to see in front of a packed cottage, nothing yep. better, uh, in perfect conditions. The, uh, per- perfect weather. The only thing is, I, I thought, I don't know about you, Max, I thought it appeared to me the field was a little bit heavy. Um, I don't know whether they overwatered it or there'd been a lot of rain in London, um, but the grass seemed a little bit long um, and it didn't, you know, the passing wasn't as slick as you'd normally, you'd normally see, just a little heavy. But that apart, I mean, you know, great conditions and they gave it all in the first half and, as I said, deserved the lead. Okay. Max, back over to you. Your overall takeaway from that first half. Well, it was excellent. I, I, I tweeted at halftime, and you know, I probably got a lot of stuff. I saw it. Yeah. Uh, I still think it kind of rings, rings true, but it was, listen, this is the best half we played all season. And to all the naysayers, you know, the season's not over yet. <laughs> and I, I've said this on multiple occasions that if we play like we did and insert whatever match we played well for 45 minutes, we'll do well. We'll win the next match. And it's never happened because we've never been able to replicate a performance for 90 minutes. And that's just a killer, right? It was a great first half performance. We were defensively resilient going forward. We were, we were, we were dangerous. We had, a, we had more corners than they did. We really mollified. I mean, that's a lot of quality players in that team. Sure, they're missing Kane. 
um, and, and others, but and so on. But we mollified the likes of Ali, Erickson, a lot of really class players. They did not really have a shout in that first half. And that's credit to us. But again, it never, never seems to be a full 90-minute performance. And, and that's just the nature of this league. If you can't capitalize on your head and you can't see out matches, you're not, you're not, you're not going to get points. You can do that in the championship. You can't do it in the Premier League. We are finding that yeah. out in the worst possible way. And uh, my overall takeaway is a controlled professional performance in the first half, and Fulham deserved more than being up 1-0. I thought they outplayed them. Yes, they have all these danger players, but Fulham were in control and were dangerous when they had their opportunities. I think Ranieri set them up wonderfully to have a not just a good first half, but to have a overall good match. And a team that is talented as Tottenham, you know that they're going to come at you in the second half. And Max, I'll give you the honors because we have to talk about the goal that was early on in the second half in, in the 51st minute. It's a header by Deli Ali, but this has a full mistake written all over it. Tim Ream misses the ball, and the next thing you know, Christian Eriksen sets up Deli Ali for an easy goal. It was just maddening. I mean, you have a professional footballer just swinging a ball like, like, like it's his first time playing the sport. Tim Ream is, you're a center back. You don't do that. You don't just take a wild swing at it, completely whiffed. Um, and not only is it right outside the box, but then you're out of position for the ensuing cross. And then you look at Dennis Adoy. And we know everyone says, I, listen, I'm a fan of his, but, you know, he, he, he didn't jump. Everyone says, oh, he's a short center back, but he makes yep. up for it by his great leaps. It's true. Where was it then? Yep. You can't switch off like that. And, you know, the final word I'm going to say about this is, just as you guys mentioned, championship back four. Well, we yep. have a right back who was last season backup in the championship, size Christie. Is playing week in, week out in the Premier League. We have a center back, Dennis Adoy, who for 75% of last season was a backup, playing match week in, week out in the Premier League. We have Joe Bryan, who played for a championship team who'd even make the playoffs starting week, out, week in, week out in the championship. And then we have uh, Tim Ream, our player of the season, but prone to gaffes, prone to giving the ball away week in, week out. And then we have Maxime Lamarchand, who I think has been decent, but then again, He's coming from the French League. He's coming from a much less physical, demanding league, playing week in, week out. It's not good enough. And, I mean, everyone knows it. We're not going to get Gary Cahill. We all know that now. But where the reinforcements going to come from, they have to come soon. We have nine days left. Uh, that has to be all Tony Khan is thinking about now. Okay. Very good, Max. And I know you have to drop off. Thanks for joining us tonight. Cheers, lads. Friend. Have a good one. All right. Great. Bye. All right. Mr. Janaeus, it's me and you to finish up the show. So after that goal, what was the response in your mind to, to Fulham right after that? How were they handling themselves right after that happened? I think we looked in shock. I mean, we, we'd gone in half-time void, and then we – it's really a sucker punch goal, but it's, it's a comedy if that was, Russ. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, Max was right. I mean, and, and if you look at the – if you look at the replay of when the goal goes in, the equaliser, Green's reaction is, oh, no, no, this hasn't just happened. Adoy ducking. I mean, it just... Uh, you mentioned that in the full-time show. Oh, my Lord. I mean, it's, it's, it's comical defending. It's comical defending. Championship I mean, defences we keep talking about. Yeah, and what annoys me about it is the best players we nullified. I think we, did a, we nullified Deli Alley. I thought we nullified Christian Eriksen. The Winks had a good game for them. Trippier, we, we nullified. I thought overall, we did a very, very good job on them. But then it's individual errors, and it's just... It kills us every single time, yes. That's the frustrating time, part about all of this. Every time. I mean, it's just... It just, just, just brain farts, brain cramps. Call them whatever you want. And um, all of a sudden, now it's 1-1. And we think, oh, here we go again. And then we, I suppose, maybe one of the turning points for us was substitutions. Yes, we have um, to talk about that, Giannis. Because yeah. uh, I, I'm glad that you mentioned this because I thought the match changed again. We've already talked about this. I, I'm a big fan of Ryan Sessignon. And unfortunately, Ryan Babel can't go 90-plus minutes right now. Because no. I thought when we took off Babel and brought on Sessignon, nothing against Ryan Sessignon, the match changed again. Yeah. I mean, the whole the whole notion of substitutions, Russ, is that you don't miss a beat. And unfortunately, yeah. all three 
tanked. Cess, you know... Um, looked, they all weakened us for whatever reason. Yeah, it did. He looked disinterested slash unfocused slash out of touch. Um, Seri, I thought Seri played well. Um, I and, and I've been clamoring for, you know, Ibrahim Assise to get a go, but this wasn't yep. the game to do it. Because what you're doing, you're sending a signal. You're bringing a defensive central midfielder on. Yeah. Um, and it's 1-1. One, one. It's the wrong signal. I'm, I would have probably bought Kearney on, um, but um, I'm not the manager getting uh, getting paid the big oh, bucks. But that, that's a but, very interesting way to look at it, Giannis, because that's all the way in the uh, 80th minute. You have Cissé coming on for Sarri, but that does tell the opposition you're playing for the point. Big time. That, that's what it says it to me. Big time. Big time. Big time message. Absolutely. And Pochettino would have seen that coming from a mile off. And then the other one, you know, uh, Sherla came off. Cabano comes on for sure on the 72nd. And you bring Cabano on. And, 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 but the problem is, look at the bench, Ross. Look at the bench. Where, I know. Where, are we, where, where is there? You're obviously not bringing Floyd or anything on. <laughs> so you don't have boo-boo. So then, so and we've got, we, we lack strength in breadth. We, we really lack strength in depth. And Cabano was completely ineffective. And um, it just, we looked very, very ordinary. I mean, it's, 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 um, it, it, and is coming for a lot of stick, Russ. And, and for me, um, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, you can't make a, a chicken salad out of chicken shit. You've I got a back agree, champ- championship quality, Russ. Championship quality back four. It's the theme and here, really- and it, and it des- deserves to be talked about as much as we're talking about it because it's it's been our undoing, big time. And 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 where do you where do you point to? You point to um, you point to the recruitment. It's it's it, it's that simple. You um, you have to bring in. I understand the analytics. But you're playing in the best league in the world, and you've got to bring in players that are going to give you a chance. And ultimately, as you're a newly promoted club, really the focus for, for me would be making sure your back four slash back five plus keeper are as sound as a pound, because you want to. You're not going to win. You know, against the top six, it's, it's you might as well think, okay, zero right. and twelve, unless you get a couple of little lucky breaks here and there. But you're looking at the middle of the table, middle of the pack teams and teams at the bottom where you can obviously pick up lots of points. The, the problem is um, we've not been good enough at the back and we're a striker, at least a striker short up front. So um, that, I mean, and you've got to look at recruitment. Um, I, I don't... Just look at know, the fullbacks, Giannis. Look at both fullbacks because, again... Yep. If they get that target, I'm thinking of, of the situation a little bit differently, but they ended up with Joe Bryan. They got Joe Bryan, and I'm thinking we could go through the analytics, what it potentially says about him in the Premier League. It's potential. Probably the same thing with Cyrus Christie, potential. So yeah. that to me, and Timothy Fosu-Mensa as well, who came in, I believe, for a right back as well. It's all on potential and not on rock-solid fullbacks. And I'll throw the I'll throw I'll throw this from another angle, Russ, or something that's closer to your heart. You know, um, let's look at the National Football League and your beloved New England Patriots. Let's look at every team in the NFL. Yep. How many teams' recruitment slash general manager roles are filled by the sons of the the owner? I mean, you know, can you imagine if the New England Patriots, you know, Robert Kraft said, okay, well, we're gonna, you know. I'll get me. I'll get my kids to run this. You know, I'm gonna get Jonathan Kraft to run it. Who's, who's yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, president. Yes, that wouldn't go I, over well. It wouldn't go over well. And, and and that's and that's the thing. And it's it's not anybody's. I mean, we've been around since 1879. This this club's 140 years old. And you've got to get you've got to get football people into football positions. Now, last year it worked a treat in the championship, but the chasm between the gulf between championship and the Premier League is oh, all, it's massive. It's massive, and we've just not invested well. Yeah. Um, and now we're playing absolute catch-up. I, I don't know how much of a miracle worker Mr. Khan is. I'm, a, I'm sure he's working the phones. I don't know he tried to get Cahill in. I don't want Cahill. I don't want players who don't want to be here. He can stay at Chelsea and park his ass for 150 no, I, grand a Listen, week. I, I agree with that, Yance. I'm glad that you brought that up. 
whoever they bring in, I want them to come because they want to play for Fulham and help them get out of this mess. If it's yeah. just for a paycheck or they haven't been playing, don't bother coming. You have to yeah. want to come to Fulham for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. And Babel showed on Sunday in his debut. He showed it. He showed it. He's shown up for the fight, and that's and that's exactly. I mean, because you know, I, I, it's looking gloomy, but then you know, you you never know. I mean, right. can we beat Brighton? Yes. Could we beat the Palace? Or I, I think Palace should never be at twenty-two points. I think they're a far better side than that. But they've been having some very, really, really inconsistent results. There I mean, are opportunities out there, Giannis. There, there are really are. But they've got to get players in. We're twenty-two days in. I know. And he's bought, he's bought um, we've only got Babel to show for it. I know. And meanwhile, we've, you know, we've, we've let players go. So, um, Mr. Carl, the pressure's on him. It shouldn't be on Ranieri. It should be on Khan now. You've, you've, you've created the mess. You've got well, he 10 has to days fix to it. fix it. Yeah, yes. you've got to fix it. And yeah. quick. And um, so, you know, um, the fans are expecting. The manager's definitely expecting because he's been going on about it in the, in the press conferences. And I'm sure the team is as well. They, they need reinforcements. So let, let's see. Well, well, let's see what happens. Um, but right. you know, the subs didn't work, and, and then of course we got we got dealt the killer blow in the last minute. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I'm glad that we're talking about this again. It keeps coming up on all these shows. Going back to the re- recruitment, and I'll keep saying I don't have any problem with them spending the amount of money that they spend and, and the loans that they brought in. The intent of it. But when we go and really dissect it, look at some of these moves, they did not have some of these players the experience that they needed. And as you said, when you're talking about your defense, you build from the back, bought players on potential and not being players that you could count on, that you knew would be able to do the job. You bought potential. And that, to me, is biting them in the behind. All right, Giannis, sorry. I had to get that out there. Big time. All right, let's now let's focus on how this match ended because then, then I'll get your overall takeaway of the second half. And honestly, um, I never thought I was going to say this because I thought to myself, okay, we're at least going to get a point very late on. Who would have ever thought this would have been a, you know, a key moment in this match? Deli Ali gets injured, okay, and Kudu comes on. He ends up basically – being the difference in this match because his cross in the box, excellent cross in the box, sets up Winks for the winning goal. And the minute I saw the cross, I was screaming, oh, no. Giannis, let's talk about the winning goal from Harry Winks that just three days later, I'm again, I'm still thinking about how devastating that blow was. Talk about Winks getting the winner for uh, Tottenham Hotspur and what Fulham didn't do here. Well, Nkudu is an interesting player because he's been really, you know, press reports have talked about he's been disgruntled at Spurs because he's not been getting playing time and he wants to move out. But that's really a, that's a sign of quality of a squad that's lost that many players but has that much depth that a player like him can come off the bench and produce a cross like that. It was, you know, Rico I know got a lot of stick in terms of not coming off his line, but we've defended it very poorly again. And it's, you know, it was a sucker punch in a game that we, we scarcely deserve to lose. But it's a sort of, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's the Premier League. It's not, it's not forgiving. You know, it, it, it's, um, it was a great run inside by Winks. I thought Winks had an excellent game for, for Spurs. Um, you know, I salivate in terms of the, um, the amount of quality coming through the, you know, the, the young England ranks right now, you know, for the next World, you know, European Champions and World Cup, it's good. very, very special players coming through. Absolutely, um, totally and, and Winks is one of them um, for sure. But but again, we again we've we, we've switched off, and Winks has been allowed to dart in, and um, you know, you just you, you, I, I was sitting watching my wife, and about ten minutes after the game. She said, the look on your face, you just sat there open mouth. And I was just, here we go again. It was, it was like, if I, if I could make a, a sound, it was almost a little bit, you know, a bit like that, you know, tw- yeah. Twilight Zone sound. You know, it's <laughs> like, oh, here we go again. Yet again, we're going to go. You know, it's, um, 
it's uh, defeat in the face of victory. It's just, yeah. just. But then you know, we these are these are lessons you have to learn. Tottenham aren't third for no reason. Um, I'm not a fan of their club. Never have been. And there are elements of their fan base I don't like. I'm certainly still pissed off about you know the manner of losing players like you know Musa Dembele and. Clint I'll never Dempsey. get over that, by the way. Yeah, never. just terrible. But then um, they are what they are. They are real. They're 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 a, you know they're a quality club and they're a quality side and and um, you know they didn't they didn't um, they didn't give up and, and these are tough tough lessons. Um, it's just unfortunate because we deserved at least a point. And um, anybody that thinks that Ranieri, you know, anybody thinks that, you know, I think, you know, coaches, I think, take it much, much harder than fans sometimes think they do. They, you know, um, I remember reading the autobiography of Brian Clough and, uh, you know, probably my favorite, you know, manager of all time in, in footy. Wise. And he used to talk about the loneliness of the job. You know, when you, you got 30, 35,000, whether it was at the baseball ground or Duffy County or Nottingham Forest, you know, you got the adulation and the joy. But then an hour after the kick, after the game, there's silence. And it's a very, very lonely job when you're, when you lose a home game or, you, yep. you know, you've got a long journey and you've got to get up at five in the morning and the bus leaves at seven. It's, it, it's, it's not all about glamour. It's not all about the money. There's also the pride of winning. You know, it becomes a very long week every time you lose. And for Ranieri, you could tell the disappointment after the game. He was, I think he really does want to do well. He, he came not for the money. He doesn't need the money. It was a challenge, and he, he wants us to stay up. And, you know, I saw a few fans saying that other thinking he doesn't care. Well, he does care. Oh, you I know? think he and, um, Yeah, and it's, it's about reputation. He's, he did an incredible job at Leicester City. And um, I think that uh, I think it will drive him even more um, behind the scenes to say to Mr. Carl, look, we need players. You want us to stay up. I'm doing my best here, but I need more. I need reinforcements and I need them now because it's even at 67, it's reflective on his reputation. He doesn't want to be known as the, you know, Ranieri did a great job at Chelsea, lest we forget, but he doesn't want to be seen as the one trick pony that cr- sure. created the miracle season at, at Leicester. Um, reputation, you know, these coaches pride themselves on reputation, and um, he doesn't want to be second from bottom in the league, and um, that would have been a, a you know kicking the balls. But then at the end of the game, he probably told the lads, "Look, we've worked hard, we've deserved the point, we've switched off, we've just got to do better. We have to do yeah. better, and uh, we, you know, we t- we take our lumps and we move forward." So it was a, it was a horrible way to lose. It was oh, you know it's horrible. It, was horrible. It, it really was. It was, uh, but um, you know there was a lot to take heart from Russ. You know a lot to look at and say, well that that was pleasing. To of say, course, well, yes. if we go down, I mean if we do go down, I don't think we're going to go down without a big bloody fight. I think we're going to go and give it a bloody scrap every every game and every minute. And hey, and where the where the you know the the cards or the chips will lie where they will, and that's and that's what it is. But I saw a good a good sh- on the shift on Sunday, yep. and uh, it's just a shame we couldn't get us something out of the game. Okay, very good. And uh, you know, my takeaway from the second half really is, you know, again, I kept saying to myself, we deserve more than a point. I'm sorry, we deserve something from the match. We didn't deserve the result. But then I had to really think about it. Well, they did what they had to do, Giannis, to win the match. And that's really the difference between, say, good teams where they are at the top of the league and the teams like us at the bottom of the league. We didn't do enough to get anything from it. They did. So that's the way I'm looking at it is, you know, and again, the effort was there. The intent was there. They, again, they're learning the lessons that we're not in the championship anymore. You can't make these errors. You have to play 90-plus minutes. You always have to be concerned about the threat. And in the end, it just wasn't good enough. So did they deserve a point? Do I feel that they should have gotten something from it? Probably. But in the end, the team that won it took it away from them. So they deserve all three points. That's just how I look at it because they did what they had to do to win the match. We didn't do enough, and that's the problem. 
All right, Giannis. Very good. Quickly, I'm just going to share the stats with you, and then I want to get your man of the match. Let's look at the stats. Possession, 27% for Fulham, 73% for Tottenham. Total shots, this is interesting. 14 for Tottenham, 12 for Fulham on target. 5-4 to four in favor of Tottenham. So it's actually fairly close. Corners, 10-7 to seven in favor of Tottenham. Crosses, 32-17 to 17 in favor of Tottenham Hotspur. Let's go. Let's look at passing accuracy. Fulham it was low at 68%, 84% for Tottenham. That just shows their quality. Aerial duels, 27-19 in favor of Tottenham. And fouls, 10-8 in favor of Fulham. Okay, Mr. Janais, what sticks out to you from the uh, full-time stats, besides the score, obviously? Well, the 20, 27% is, is, is uh, um, it's, it's, it's a little underwhelming. Um, and also the number of crosses, although I think we've really improved in terms of the ability to defend set pieces. I think we've got better. I think it's okay. a collective unit. And that's something, unfortunately, um, a lot of fans um, you know, may not have recognized or don't want to, but you, as a team, I think we're defending better. Uh, yeah. 27% is disappointing, but having said that, 12 shots yep. is it's okay. You know, I mean, we match them toe to toe, but at the end of the day, you've got, you've got, to, you've got to, you've got to finish your chances. And um, unfortunately, we weren't able to do that, but we've got, you know, games coming up and, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, yeah, half glass empty, half glass full, whichever way you want to see it. Um, I saw enough promise from a, from, in a game that really, you know, on paper you'd say even with the casualties they had, we really shouldn't be in a shout with. But it's a game we could have, we could, and some would say should have won. So okay, um, yeah. we were even, I suppose. I think most in the most aspects we're even apart from position. Okay, very good there. And I want to share this because we're, we're talking about. What we got out of the match, I already said this, but if I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, and if I'm Tony Khan, I look at your signing of Ryan Babel. Give me three to four more players that give you the impact he gave you. Maybe we have a shot because that, to me, gives me hope, someone like Ryan Babel. But your club needs three to four more players just like that, and especially in defense. Give me players that can come on the pitch First match with Fulham and make an impact. Give me three or four more like that, and then maybe you'll stay in the Premier League. One yeah. isn't going to do it. As Giannis yeah. said, we, the transfer window is closing, and I'm just saying it, it's not much longer to the window closes. You have time to get things done, but you need more babbles to come in the door. You just do. You, need, you, you can't have players that are, are just going to help you. You need impact players, and you need about three to four more of them. And then give Ranieri a fighting chance. He doesn't have his team. Give him more players to make a difference. That's the difference on the pitch against Tottenham Hotspur. You don't have enough quality out there to make the difference. I'm angry because I see the potential that this team has. I want to see more players like Ryan Babel. It's on your shoulders, Tony Khan. Okay. Agreed. Well, very well put, Ross. Very well put. Because, I mean, it's, and it's funny, I saw some comments about, you know, even some like, um, uh, in terms of Cyrus Christie, uh, a couple of people saying, oh, he's the worst right back ever. Did we forget Kay Vossa or Zveritic? Or, I mean, you know, I mean. He's not terrible, Giannis, but he's no, a he's championship not. right back. Yes, he is. And he'll become, okay. a, and these players will be better players for the experience in the Premier League too. Let's not forget that. If we, right. if we do go down, we, we could have a very good squad going into the championship that's going to be battle-hardened from the, from the scraps they've had this year. See, so, I actually totally agree with you on that. And if you look at, at our defense, our defense, I think, was going to be fine because I think that we have players that are at that level. They're just not at Premier League level. So right. th- that, to me, you know, people are talking about preparing for the championship. I, I get that. But I actually think we already have players that can walk into the championship and make a difference. We obviously yes. w- will need reinforcements if we go down. But there are players right now that can play in the championship. There are certain players that just can't play in the Premier League. Absolutely. All right, Giannis, man of the match. Who's your man of the match? Callum Chambers. Um, totally agree. I, I, I thought he, um, again, the Scotty Parker influence, I thought he was it's absolutely. getting better and better, my friend. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I mean, he, it, it, um, I thought he was immense on Sunday. I, 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 you know, I thought Mitro was a close second. I, I, you know, I don't mind. 
uh, you know, the scrap he had near the end. I don't mind that. I thought, you know, if you watch Mitra, he covered every blade of grass. And, and too often this year, he's been left isolated. You could, he never, ever takes a shift off. And um, I thought he was very good. But, but, but to me, Chambers has just been an, an absolute revelation. And, um, and it's great. And he's, he's enjoying playing for Fulham. He's starting every game. And um, if, you, if you build some reinforcements around, look, it's, yep. every game now has to be a cup final going in. And yep. uh, as long as he stays healthy, uh, I think that, um, and we get a few players, if, of course, Russ, if, right. um, that then maybe we've got a bit of a fighting chance. But I thought Chambers was excellent, excellent on Sunday, for sure. Okay, excellent. What rating would you give for the manager here? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to have to give him a five. And I might sound a little harsh, but I thought I didn't have a problem with the lineup per se, really. I mean, yeah. Sherlock versus Sess is a pick em. Um the, the, the camera thing he's done, what he's had to do, that's fine. But the substitutions were underwhelming. Um, you know, I would have brought Kearney on for for um, Seri. Um, Sessignon, did, uh, do you blame him for the Sessignon thing? No, I mean, you could say, well, he's, been, he's hurt his confidence, but they're still professionals. The Cabana one for Sherla was bizarre. I, I um, you know, I'm, I'll bring him on beyond, before I eat it, but, but again, yep. symptomatic of the, the lack of depth of our squad. We, we, there's not a lot in there, Russ. No, there isn't. It's, it's slim pickings, you know, and yep. if you're getting rid of someone like Boo Boo, then, um, then you really do have a problem. Where, where are we going to, where do we get, where do we get scoring from? I, I don't, I. Well, this goes back to what Emilio was saying that we are focusing a lot on the championship defense, but he's looking forward. Where's the scoring coming from? It's a very good point. I, oh, I, I, well, I mean, in the next week or so, do you, is, are there, are there vets out there that could come in and, um, you know, that could, that could, that can help us out. Um, I, I mean, I still think there could be a fair amount of wheeling and dealing. Um, yeah, I agree. The, the pressure's on Khan. The pressure's on Khan. The, the, yep. the, the, the pistol is pointed very firmly at his, at his direction. Because it fans is. are quite, quite asked. They're asking, okay, where is, you know, <laughs> we're substandard and we are where we are for a reason and we are adrift. And uh, we need, if we want to stay, we have to pick up players and we have to do it right now. So I totally agree, Giannis. I hope he's manning the phones 24-7. Sure so let's hope. Listen, um, I, I want to clarify my point about Khan, and I'm glad that you brought this up because I did say it's on his shoulders because it is. It, it totally is. Listen, he's the director of football, and that's his job, and that's his responsibility. I believe Tony Khan cares a great deal f- about Fulham Football Club. This isn't about caring. This isn't about intent. His intent is good. His father's intent is very good. They care about Fulham Football Club. This is about getting the job done. They have yeah. an opportunity to stay in the Premier League. And I'm sure Tony's doing everything that he can to bring in players. I totally believe that. It is on his shoulders. And I'm just saying, Tony, get it done. Get it done. Find impact players. That's all. I'm not trying to... To not say that he doesn't care, because I believe he does care. I'm just saying, you know, you're in a job that has uh, a very important position at Fulham Football Club. You are responsible, ultimately, for the players that come in. Get the players and get impact players. You took a shot in the summer. It didn't work. Fix the mess. Bring in the right players. I, I, I have full confidence you can do it, and now we need to see you do it. All right. Yep. Very good. Yeah. Doesn't have a lot All right. Of all right, good stuff, my friend. Let's wrap up this show. For my co-hosts, Jan Chavez and Max Cohen, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.